0: A little warning that this podcast contains swearing and the use of explicit sexual language, therefore, it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. Welcome to The Smut Drop, a weekly roundup of the more eccentric side to
1: sex and relationships from metro.co.uk. I'm Jackie Stagey. And I'm Miranda Kane. On this week's show, we'll be discussing a brand new sex positive movement smells, scents, and smegma, and saying goodbye to STI shaming with award winning sex educator Rakaya Ashawe.
0: And if you like what you hear, then please rate, review, or at least subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Are you ready, Jackie?
0: I'm about as ready as a dead ant under a ball bag. Oh! <laughs> Miri. Jackie. I found a very interesting survey.
1: Ooh. That's this. not something you hear very often. <laughs> <laughs> interesting survey.
0: <laughs> Fuck me. A uh, sexy smell
1: <gasps> survey.
0: Okay, yes. I'm into it. Okay, so the results are in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And apparently... A woody scent, 86% of women have said that is the sexiest scent a man can wear. A woody scent? A woody. So I'm, I guess, oaky, musky, like, rich. It smells like money. Um, (laughs) Uh, It's true, though. Men that usually have lots of money smell a bit woody
1: and oaky. I wouldn't know. I've I've never met any. (laughs) Once I find one, what? So if I find a rich bloke, I'll just go up and sniff them and see if they yeah. smell like a tree.
0: Oh my God, totally. And if, oh. you, if you can smell oak tree, yeah. then that's how you know. Then I can
1: smell money. Brilliant. Yes. What about ladies? What's the best one for them? For
0: women, it's floral scents. Sweet, really, really sweet. I love a sweet perfume. Do you like a sweet perfume?
1: Yeah, I think so. I like it on me. Perfume can be so weird because it, it reacts to whoever's wearing it. Yes, right. So it can be really smelly on um, someone else. But when I put it on, it sort of gets sucked up by my own right. oils, which sounds delicious. It does. And it's possibly why I'm still single. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but kind of like mixing the fumes, the sort of body fumes with perfume. Isn't it's quite hot. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah.
1: Definitely. What kind of thing do you like?
0: Oh, I'm a sweet girl. Ooh. Like I love a I love a kind of a sweet like you can almost taste it.
1: Yeah. Like
0: that kind of vibe. So yeah. the, the most popular perfume is actually I don't know if you have actually used wear this perfume, but it's called Lancome La Vies Belle. Mm. Is is ranked one of the most favourite scents on a woman. Mm. So, and also Tierra Mugler's Angel which that is a fantastic perfume. So basically if you can pull that scent off then chances are you might be getting laid. (laughs) So, and 78% of men said a fruity scent was the sexiest a woman could wear.
1: Rather than mine which is blood, sweat and tears and maybe a couple of beers. (laughs) <laughs> so is that your scent <laughs> blood sweat tears everyone's got a unique scent don't they yeah do you know what I mean yeah I quite like um, Marilyn Monroe when she was asked oh what does she wear in bed Chanel number 5 oh yeah mm. I don't like Chanel number 5
0: though no really I feel like it smells like your grandma's house do
1: you know what I mean
0: <laughs> it's just
1: got that grandma your nana's house. Yeah. Yeah. You know I
0: mean? but, but it's a mature smell, isn't it? It's a mature yeah. kind of, yeah.
1: Yeah. Should we go to speak to our guests? Oh my
0: God, I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> this week on The Smart Drop, we have an award-winning sex educator, writer, speaker, and content creator who is really active in changing what sex education means and looks like today. Following a herpes diagnosis, which you mentioned on stage, yes, yes this led to her deciding she was going to provide better sex education for young people. Love that. She's our favourite sex expert. It's Rikaya Yay! Hi, hi everyone. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you. I mean, I obviously know you online, but it's nice to actually meet you in the flesh. And then, yeah, and you get to meet the lovely Miri as well.
1: Oh, oh thank you. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a letdown. <laughs> it won't
0: be, it won't be.
1: <laughs> How are you doing, Rakai? You've been at university. Yes, I've been at
2: university today, had my lectures today, so it's been quite a long day. Yeah.
1: But I'm excited to talk about sex. Woo! <laughs> oh, yeah. What got you started talking
2: about sex? Um, I guess it was just it was to do with my herpes diagnosis. But even before that, it was when I started a, I guess I would say like a a collective with two other friends called Chacho Revolution. We started this like on Instagram where we just made content and stuff. And it was two other women where we just spoke about like our sexual experiences and like faking orgasms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like, just started from there just started talking about like sexual health and stuff like that and then when I went on stage and actually shared my herpes diagnosis I realized that there were so many other women who also were herpes positive but were too afraid to talk about it so that kind of inspired me to start advocating for like ending stigmas surrounding STIs.
0: I want to just quickly get to the root right because you're Nigerian. So am I. I know my parents' conservative views on sex. How did you free yourself of, you know, this conservative African view of sex? Please tell me. Free me today. <laughs> honestly,
2: <laughs> honestly, it's so hard there's no way I can talk to my dad about these things. Like, he's, like, super old. He's, like, in his 80s. Um, So that's just, like, there's no point. My mom, she's a bit younger. So she's still very closed off to a lot of it. But over time, just kind of, like, explaining to her why I'm doing what I'm doing, what this means, she's kind of been more open-minded to it. But I've always been kind of, like... I don't know if I would say like free spirit, but I've always just been open-minded. So yeah, it's really hard when you have conservative Nigerian parents who are like super religious and everything like that. And I've had some run-ins as well. With the aunties? I would love to take more like, you know, sexier pictures, Mm. lingerie pictures. Like I love those kind of things. But when I used to take them... I don't know who this was. I'm still trying to figure out we who they were. We call them CCTV aunties.
0: CCTV <laughs> aunties. Oh, they see my.
2: everything. They but literally do. You don't, know who, do. We don't yeah. know who they are, but they went and reported <laughs> to my mum. I'm like, no. I'm 28 years old. Like, I'm a big woman. I don't, I don't understand why these aunties are going to my mom telling her these things about me. And, my mum was literally, like, crying for me to, like, remove... There's a specific carousel of photos that I posted on Instagram that she was crying for me to remove it, and I just wow. had to remove it. I just like, I can't even anymore. Like, yeah. I, I have to keep my Instagram tame now because right. it's just...
0: Interesting. I suppose, like, liberating yourself, but then kind of, I suppose, coming from a West African background, and then you bring the church into it. It's very... Complex, Exactly. Because you have to save face quite a lot and your parents know people and, you know, it's very, you've got to protect your, almost like your family image and yeah. stuff.
2: That's, They're very big on like image and, oh, what would people think or what people say and stuff like that. But I thought to myself, it's just a picture of me in a nice bodysuit. Right. And I don't understand what's the big deal of that. But they just think, oh my God, like you can't be doing that. Like what if your dad saw those photos? Like you would have a heart attack, stuff like that. So I just have to but good on turn you for still down. doing what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you. do
1: you do they still see what you're putting up on your social media? To be
2: honest, no, not as much because I feel like what I put up now is not like before. I still talk about sex, but because I'm also studying sociology and I want to expand a lot of the things that I talk about, the stuff that I talk about has expanded now. So it's not just sex. I talk about like gender, Amazing. things in relation to like society and stuff like that. But sex, sexuality has always been like my core thing. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the things that I talk about has become more, more theoretical mm. or like you know, a bit more in-depth, a bit more research-based.
0: Yeah. I think it's interesting that you've kind of gone down the sort of educational route, right? Because I think it's really easy to call yourself an educator in your life experiences, which we all are in a way, but to take it to that, like, extra level, you need to do the theory, you know, the academics, the research. And I think that's really important. I think it's great that you're doing that
2: because... And I'll be real with you, a lot of people who are sex educators aren't doing that, like they right. don't really have the background right. to speak about some of the things that they say. I'm not saying that you have to have the background, but I do think that it does help when you are credible or when yeah. like you have specialized in something. My mom is always like, you need to have that certificate. You need to have, no matter what, you can say that you yourself taught, you're this, you're that. But people always find a way to bring you down because you don't have right that to yeah. back what you're saying. Yeah. And I actually think that what she's saying is right now yeah. that I've come to realise, like, yeah, she is right. Totally. Like You do need that kind of, like, certificate to say that you're credible in yeah. terms of what you're talking about.
1: Is there anything that you've learned, like, with your journey through education and sex education that you would want your younger self to have known?
2: Yeah, definitely. I would say what I've learned is that STIs are like really common. I've learned so much about sexual health. Even recently, what I've been learning about is, for example, if you ever find yourself in a situation like where to call, how to get help and stuff like that. And that's something that I'm finding out now. Even when it comes to being sexually assaulted, I didn't know that there were things like a haven that you could call after you've gone through the assault they could open up a case for you they could offer you counseling stuff like that so things like that if I had known when I was younger or like how to protect myself when it comes to sex how to advocate for myself in the bedroom if I had known about those things when I was younger I feel like there are a lot of things I would have known how to deal with them better not that it wouldn't have happened to me because I don't think that you can ever blame yourself for certain situations that you've been in especially when it comes to sexual assault and rape but like I would have known how to deal with the situation and how to help myself afterwards and how to overcome it, essentially, in a, in a way that is more healthy and helpful to me. When you talk about
1: advocating for yourself in the bedroom, what would be your first piece of advice to people? For example,
2: when guys say things like, oh, I don't want to use a condom it's just it's, it's sticking to that note. It's saying, listen, if you don't want to wear it, we can't have sex, right. and that's that. Yeah, you know, really just being aware of your boundaries.
1: If we want to take a bus ride to statistics corner with Ooh, me, let's go. Ding ding, let's go. Uh, I've got a little statistic right here. Fifty three percent of people admit to not using a condom because the conversation around it felt awkward. And it's just like, how where do you start with someone? If someone is saying, Oh, I just feel a bit awkward about telling him to use a condom, what what would you say? Um, I know that
2: it's awkward, but like, sex isn't meant to be like some porn movie. Like, mm. you know, it's really not that. It really, there are awkward moments, there are messy moments. Um, it's not like you guys are actors and yeah. everything has to be so perfect and laid out. No, like we need to you know, get past that, like you're going to, you're going to be awkward, Um, things aren't going to be comfortable, but you're going to have to do it. Communication is so important. Even actors have
1: a script, even porn actors mm, have a script. mm, So yeah, get your own words written down and get them out. And also I've got some uh, other statistics as well. (gasps) Oh, look at us, we're still on the statistics statistics track Come on. Yeah.
0: So black Caribbeans and Africans have one of the highest rates of STIs. Which is interesting because there's such a stigma around discussing these things in our community. I mean, let's kind of let's talk on that a bit. That's so
2: interesting that you brought that up because I recently did that for one of my modules at um, uni um, in terms of like the STI rates amongst black people here in the UK. They're so high, which is I feel like the main reason for that is because especially amongst black Africans Mm -hmm. is that. Like you said, we're very conservative. So people believe abstinence over sex education. Like, for example, when I used to work at a sexual health charity, we had to, like, go to, like, different places and hand out, like, condoms, stuff like that, and, like, free chlamydia tests. We went to one university, and the security guard there, he was Nigerian. He was like, oh, why why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? I was like, oh, we're just helping. Yeah.
1: Young people. And then
2: he was like, why can't you teach them not to have sex? They shouldn't be having sex. Why are you... Mm. You I was like, we're not teaching them to have sex. We're just saying, if you ever do, Mm. this is how you can protect yourself. Because you can't really... You can't force people to do what they don't want to do. So rather than tell them don't have sex, tell them if you ever do, this is what you can do to keep safe. This is where you can go. This is how you can look after your sexual health. I feel like that's the better option. And he just didn't get it. And it yeah. was just, and that's the mentality of a lot of- um, A thousand percent. It's this idea that you're promiscuous, right? Yeah. You know, and it reminds
0: me of, um, I'm, I've talked about this on the podcast before when I learned about sex was through my dad and not from my mom. My mum said now that she said, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't talk to you about it because I thought if I talked to you about it, you would start having it. And it's like, Oh. And that's part of the problem, right? It's like this idea that it makes you promiscuous if you... Instead of, like, actually teaching me about, like, you know, STIs and how to be be safe and things like that and consent and stuff, it was all like, oh, yeah, but that means you're going to have it. And so what if I have it, you know?
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's all part of that kind of very conservative mindset. I think people like you, you know, and there's not many black sex educators, so... The fact that you're visible in something that I think a lot of people are still, they've still got internalized shame around it and then the church Mm -hmm. is really remarkable because, and I think the fact that there is so few is because of the issue that we have in the community around, you know.
2: Like I see like Aloni, for example, get so much hate. Oh yeah. Like, and she was, to me, she was like, one, of the first to like do it yeah. from like very early on, and like even when I'm on like the shade bar you know, the, yes, like, the shade bar, I do. And whenever they post her, it's just like it's mostly black people in in the yeah. comments, yeah, and they just don't get it. No, yeah, they just don't get. It. They just yeah. always put her down. I just think to myself, this is it. This is the reason why the statistics are so high amongst yeah. us, yeah, because of this kind of mentality. There's everyone is just so close-minded.
1: Mm. Where does that conservatism come from? Religion,
0: yeah, yeah, certainly, yeah. yeah, and Christianity and you Islam, know. yeah. My dad talked a lot about, you know, my grandfather was polyamorous. Is that the right word? to Say polyamorous? Oh my god! So was my oh, polygamous. <laughs> polygamous.
2: polygamous. Oh my yeah, god! They, they definitely <laughs> weren't polyamorous oh, yeah. because yeah. there was no public communication.
0: That's the one. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> there's no, there's no <laughs> ethics there. Exactly. My grandfather was out here with like I don't even know how Same. many chicks. Mine, girlfriends. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's so it's interesting how. You know now my you know my dad was very much like you know don't do this because men will think this it was that sort of thing and it's like okay but how come like my granddad was able oh, to but, do it but your
1: granddad was allowed yeah, for your grandmother a, he, right no right, way. he's allowed yeah you know,
0: but no it's it's so interesting and there's so much to unlearn isn't there It's a continuous process one of your videos that we watched
1: oh can I read the title please, please read it Mary you want my vagina to smell like flowers but your penis stinks. <laughs> Best <laughs> YouTube title
0: ever. Do you know what? So clear, concise. There's yeah. so much to discuss about that video. And
2: this is the thing, because <laughs> it was really to prove a point that like men always want women to smell a specific way. That's right. Mm-hmm. I hear it in rap music a lot. There was one line that just always sticks with me. I don't f b word unless their pussy smells of water. What? How? What does water? Smell like, like what does it smell like? <laughs> Basically, smells like nothing. Yeah, right. So I was like, it's stuff like that that just makes me think. But what does your what do, what does your dick smell like? I right. would love, like you know, put two fingers under your scrotum and put it to your nose.
1: You know, let's 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 see how that smells like. Honestly, <laughs> the listeners don't know, but there was a very visual image there. that Rekhaia did. She was doing the fingers and putting them to her nose. Tell us what you. learn from the good denizens of the internet when you ask them about their dirty dick stories
2: like the one story that always sticks with me is the person that messaged me saying that how they found a dead ant underneath their their ex-boyfriend's foreskin i'm done (laughs) good night there was one girl that said that how um she gave a guy a hand job at a festival and she still, after washing her hands so many times, she could still smell his dick cheese on her ages afterwards, you know? Like, these guys don't clean. And then another thing as well that just scares me is that, like, I hear so many horror stories of, like, guys who don't, like, wash their bum properly and, like, they have skid marks. It's, like, the audacity to, like, you know, request that women smell a specific way. Like, men are just very detty. Like, they're just, they're
0: very <laughs> dirty. Like Very much. No, they yeah. are. And do you know what I mean? And this, yeah, it's the audacity of a guy to be like, oh, you know, you need to smell fresh down there. And, and it's
1: the like, entitlement. Right? right? Like,
2: our pussies clean themselves. Right. Your dick don't. That's what I'm saying. And like, especially, like, you have a lot of guys that just, there's this one guy that was on Embarrassing Bodies that I'll never forget him. He went on there saying that how, like, his, dick is hurting him and oh is it growing he thought maybe it was growing but then they really? found that it was just smegma and oh. that's why he couldn't that's why he couldn't pull his foreskin down because there was so much smegma built up inside it was just sticking it was just sticking uh. and it's like what is smegma for people that don't know it's like basically a build up of like you know your natural body oils dirt um oh, it's such a lovely way of dead saying skin cells. Yeah, yeah yeah there's clit smegma as well which okay. a lot of women What's, don't know oh yeah I didn't know Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, especially if you have like a proper hooded clit, you know, you mm. pull it back as well. You still need to clean under there and like get rid of the, because smegma can build up underneath there as I well. I clean
1: mine twice in the morning and once at night. So it's yeah. fine. Yes, exactly. So like, <laughs> I make sure every corner is like... Every time I see President Zelensky on the telly, I clean my clit. <laughs> so. But it's
0: also about, because you know what? When I actually put a mirror up to my vagina and you're able to really see it, I realize that like actually there's bits that where things can get
2: like. Yeah. Yes. Stuck. Yes. Like yes. in the corner of like yes. the outer lips. Yeah. Right in the corner there. You know, especially if you are somebody who has a lot of like discharge, you find that that can dry up a lot mm. up there and you need to clean that off. Because a lot of women do have um, heavy discharge. I'm one of those women. Yeah. Don't mind saying it. Um, so like stuff like that as well can cause like a lot of like smegma buildup
1: what's the best thing to use because we often hear a lot of things about keeping your pH balance so do you find it's just it's just a matter of like water or do you prefer like the feminine products oh i are...
2: hate feminine products <laughs> oh my yeah gosh. i fresh yeah, yeah fresh stuff like that nah i don't use it i literally just use water and then maybe just um a bit of a dove soap on the very top yeah but nowhere near like um, my actual vagina entrance but just on like the top of my my vulva yeah because all we really need is water like you said it's like self-cleansing so
0: yeah.
2: how annoying is it that there were products solely for women yeah. Like femme fresh,
0: And men don't even have...
1: They have five in one. I had one guy once who was like, oh, I saw you had that minty shower gel, so I put some of that on my knob. And he did, but what he then didn't do was wash it off. If oh. that
2: went in my vagina, I would have gotten thrush. Because exactly. I, have, I have a sensitive pH. Yeah. So, like, I have to be very careful, even when it comes to, like, shaving, because I use a razor to shave. Like, I have to be careful, like, the soap doesn't get in mm. because stuff like that can cause, like, thrush. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like how are you going to put that on your dick and then not wash it off <laughs> also
0: what steps can can people take to you know get themselves feeling sexually
2: liberated mm. definitely learn more about sexual health specifically um learn about all the different stis that are out there hiv herpes chlamydia gonorrhea all those all those other ones and just how to protect yourself from them and also Follow sex positive people on Instagram Mm. and see how they express their own sexual liberation. Mm. You have some people like myself who just, you know, speak about, Mm. um, what's the last thing I spoke about? Uh, Femininity, masculinity, stuff like that. Mm. But then you have other people who speak about like herpes, how they've overcame the diagnosis. There are HIV positive people. There are people who just like to take sexy photos and be like, um, you know I'm proud in my body so mm-hmm. it's just about following different people different sex positive people and seeing how they express themselves and mm-hmm. that seeing how they live in their truth can definitely help you towards your own liberation when you see people like who look like yourself especially it does help you to view yourself differently yeah so that's what I would say
1: such wise words wow. isn't that good what is what is next for you what have you got coming up
2: Um, well, I'm just going to continue studying and making content. Where can
1: people find you?
2: Um, on Instagram. So I am Rakaya. Also on TikTok, I'm Rakaya. And YouTube as well, Rakaya.
0: Boy, oh boy. Did we learn a lot today, (laughs) Miri.
1: Chock full of information. Like,
0: for starters, I didn't know that we could get smegma.
1: I know. Well, it goes to show how dainty our pretty little pussies are. Yes. (laughs) We didn't
0: know that. (laughs) Yeah. It's Uh, like, do you know what? You learn something new every day. Yes. I'll be checking mine for some smegma.
1: I'm going to be checking every man I meet for smegma, whether they're having sex with me or not. He's going to be checking there's no dead insects underneath
0: there. I just love how to the point she is.
1: Yeah. I'm so
0: here for that energy. Yeah. Like, that's the energy I need to channel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. just being honest like and straight up like your dick stinks huh? yeah <laughs> I mean, get some detail or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting.
0: What did, what did you, like, learn?
1: I think I what I love was listening to the two of you talk about how different it was for you guys mm. growing up and yeah. under a very conservative backdrop, yeah. uh, religious families, yeah. and to see what you two are doing now, which yeah. is, like, so empowering, I think. And yeah. It's a real, like, you know, all power to you. And I think it's a real nice thing. And it's mm. a real learning lesson for other people out there who are going to have come from the same kind of background. T- in the same kind of families. Yeah. You can be any colour and have a conservative and mm-hmm. religious family, mm. you know. But it's just like it's so nice to see that that, you know, girls like you, girls, sorry. Girls. <laughs> girls. I don't mind. I'm a girl. A girl, girl, are like you? <laughs> My little huns are going out
0: there. <laughs> I don't mind being a girl. <laughs> yeah, girls like us, yeah, definitely. And you know what? I think that it just goes to show that. Sometimes you do have to break free and liberate yourself, even if it's going to disappoint other people. You've yeah. got to do
1: that shit for you. because you And you're also going to be helping other people. This is it. You're going to disappoint one person, but you're going to be helping a hundred other women who are in the same position who are going, oh my God, I never knew I could do that. Exactly. And that's what it's all about, bitch. Yeah,
0: we can't be what we can't see.
1: Jackie. Miri. It's time for my favourite part. What's your favourite part? Listener stories. Yay. I love this. So if you guys out there feel inspired and you want to tell us your sexy stories, please, please feel free to write in to smutdrop at metro.co.uk or you can catch us on social media. Just Google SmutDrop and ruin your algorithms. <laughs> Jackie, do you want to hear what we've got this week? I'm so ready. So we asked everyone about their sexiest smells. We did. Because we're having a bit of an olfactory mm-hmm. day today. Do you mm-hmm. know it's called olfactophilia? Google just told me that. Olfactophilia. Wow. Sexual arousal by smells and odours emanating from the body, especially the sexual areas. Mm-hmm. But the first one we got today, let me dig into my letter bag. So this one is from, oh, look, it's from another anonymous. Oh, oh shock. Oh, shock horror. Okay. Don't tell anyone, ladies, but it's matches. The smell of a match being rubbed against the box or the box. I hope he's talking about the matchbox. The box always gives me a bit of a semi. My old babysitter used to light candles with them and the smell always stuck with me. My ex thought I was an arsonist when he found my stash of matchboxes because I used to pick one up every time I was doing my shopping and got the horn. I'd buy myself a new box as a little treat and light one after the other. Oh, my dream is to find someone who will light them whilst I wank off because try as I might I just can't do it with one hand (laughs) that's quite sweet I don't know how you (laughs) would oh such a shame it's not the smell of a lighter that's so much easier (laughs) with just one hand but you go you get your swans out
0: okay so I've got an email from Katie Mm. who is from Croydon very specific Not too long ago, I was going out with a guy who was 30 years old. After a while, we started exploring sexually and started to pull back his foreskin.
1: I don't mind a foreskin. They've had a bit of a bad rap these days. I'm a fan. Gives you something to work with. Don't pull that. (gasps) I'm not a fan. A OJ's not a fan. I'm not. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It gives you something to work with.
0: I suppose. But like, I don't don't know. (laughs) 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 He stopped me saying it doesn't work like that. His foreskin doesn't go back. Well, where else is it supposed to go? I told him, um, yeah, how do you think you wash it? You do wash it, <gasps> oh, don't <no>. you?
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm having flashback. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. His... Oh, we should have given this to Rekai. Oh, This is so bad. Okay. His face went completely
0: red. Oh, and it's... he said, I'm supposed to. Oh, as if we haven't suffered enough. He sat in the corner and told me he was never taught to pull his foreskin back to clean it.
1: Oh, this is the problem, isn't it? This is it. Oh, like
0: boys taught this in school. Like, it just honestly baffles me. Like, I how... don't know. I have no idea. But Do you know they, what I mean?
1: They absolutely fucking need to be. Let's start a petition. Yeah. Because Number hello. 10 Downing Street. Can we have four clean foreskins? Also, please? that smell. <laughs> Not sure if this counts, my hands, but I had a one-night stand with a guy who tried to ejaculate into my nostrils. hold on! Into the nostrils. Okay. Not trying to kink shame, but if that's your thing, you gotta warn a girl first.
0: Also, is it gonna come out your ear then? Do you know (laughs) because the ear, nose, and throat are connected, so. Is it just like, wow, okay.
1: <laughs> it's like one of them circus. You've seen those circus tricks where they <laughs> put stuff up their nose and then they can bring it, like the, the oh. floss. So it just, I think if it goes up your nose, it's going to come out your mouth, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Normally it happens the other way around. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, oh, we got another one. Uh, this one's from Della. She says, oh, my God, I thought I was the only one who found weird scents sexy. All my girlfriends love the usual, musky men, cologne, etc. But I swear down, I went out with an ex just because his breath did things to me. Okay. His breath. Have you ever gone out with someone with sexy breath? Never in my life. No. (laughs) Again, learning a lot about your poor boyfriend. I couldn't get enough. I tried to get him to blow into balloons just so I could save it. I didn't tell him why. But it always ended up just smelling of rubber. Oh, I need his breath back in my life. So it was such a shame he was a prick. Oh. Wow. <laughs> but what was the breath? What is it? Sexy breath. I have no idea. Doesn't say, but. Sometimes I like it, like when it smells of coffee or Ooh, I don't know, coffee breath. yeah, reminds me of like it. school and teachers. Oh, like- I see. Now I quite like that. Ooh, this oh, okay. Teachers' coffee breath.
0: Oh my gosh. <gasps> oh, you like that? There we
1: go. Oh, I found a sexy scent after all of this. The skid marks, the yeah. dead ants, yeah, everything. <laughs> I have finally found something I can cling on to. Coffee to breath. Help me sleep at night. Teacher, coffee breath.
0: Yeah, but is it is it like black coffee breath or is it like. Oh, matcha latte breath.
1: Oh, black coffee breath. Okay.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And so specifically,
1: teacher, black straight coffee up breath. Oh, okay. Fine. Oh, yeah. Totally. Fine. Let's fine. go for that one.
0: Yeah. Got you. Got you.
1: Okay. <laughs> How about you? Someone breathed an odor onto you. What do you want it?
0: Uh, minty. Minty. Minty fresh. I want to know you're clean. You floss. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. So, yeah, minty fresh is nice.
1: Spearmint rather than sperment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If, if you've got any sexy stories, we are going to be doing a show on busting sex myths.
0: Oh. So if
1: any of your sex myths got busted or if you grew up thinking of something that was a total myth, we want to know about it. How can people get in touch, Jackie? What they can do is email us at smutdrop
0: at metro.com co.uk
1: yep I've been Miranda <laughs> Yeah. and
0: I've been Jackie Atadayi
1: Smut Drop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for metro.co.uk please make sure to tell us how much you really really love us and leave us a review in the meantime we are going to be back to prick up your ears next week